There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Delta has come up with a new solution to alleviate all the stress you feel at the gate when you are boarding the aeroplane. And uh, Bradley thinks it's going to do just the opposite. This is the Colleen and Bradley Woo! Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and one could say actually it is working his last nerve, but we are not going to put you through that again. <laughs> yeah, because that's wow. torture to hear a jingle. <laughs> You know. No, I just didn't. Go ahead. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> so let me just tell you the story. Delta is going to ditch zone boarding in 2019. So you know when they're like, Hi, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for flying Delta Airlines Zone 1. We're now doing Zone 1. And you don't get to Zone 1, by the way, until you've done um, kids, yep. mm-hmm. uh, service members, mm-hmm. pre-boarding special, mm-hmm. first class. class experience. Then mm-hmm. it's first class. Mm-hmm. Then... It's sky priority. Mm-hmm. Then it's like comfort class. No, yep. it's not. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, then it goes zones one, two, and three. Just suck on your candy cane <laughs> over there, honey. <laughs> okay. Um, they are ditching all of that for 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, shouldn't we be excited about this? We've been liberated. Yes, we should. Will you take that thing out of your mouth so you can ask me I'm questions? Just my onion breath. <laughs> Taking care of. Okay. Go on. So, um. They are renaming, and in fact, they are actually going to color code. So at first, I was like, okay, so they're just kind of changing the way this sort of like, like putting lipstick names. on a different yeah. pig or a different shade of lipstick on a pig. Mm-hmm. Well, they're actually going to increase the number of those zones. Just, I mean, they're essentially still zones. They're just calling them something different. Um, they're going to break everything up by ticket type. Okay, so the type of ticket you have and those zones sort of represented those ticket types previously. Mm-hmm. So there's not like a huge change, but they're going to take what they used to have six of those zones, right? Well, it wasn't six, but it was six different categories, some yep. of which were zones. I mean. And right. what are they trying to do with this? What are they trying, trying to accomplish? They're trying to make it a smoother, more clear-cut boarding process. They're trying to avoid crowding at the gate. But I think this is going to do just the exact opposite. So let me just read to you how this is supposed to make things more smooth at the gate, okay? Mm-hmm. So... In Delta's cushiest cabin, you have the Delta One suites on select international and transcontinental flights. You will board first after pre-boarders, of course. And in the new Delta One boarding group, instead of being lumped in with the first class and Delta premium select passengers, 
is the uh, current premium boarding zone. First class and premium select passengers will be the next group called the first class and premium select boarding group. Next up, you have travelers who pay extra for or are upgraded to Delta's Comfort Plus seats, which are at the front of the main cabin and offer extra legroom, complimentary drinks and dedicated overhead bin space. But they will get their own boarding group jumping ahead of certain Delta frequent flyers in the boarding pecking order, a move that is going to, of course, probably tick off flyers in that particular group. Currently, Delta Comfort Plus passengers are lumped in with several different levels of frequent flyers and a broad sky priority group. But they say... Oh my God, I I could go on. I think my blood pressure just rose listening to you say all of that. So there's a new sky priority group made up of travelers with platinum or gold medallion status. They They will follow Comfort Plus passengers on board. So basically... What they're going to do is now have eight distinct groups that will board an aircraft. And can I just tell you how annoying that is going to be and counterintuitive or counterproductive to what they're trying to do, which is make things more smooth at the gate. We can all relate. You're sitting at the gate. They start to board. Everybody bum rushes the gate. Even. Yeah, because well, part of it, I think, is. I don't know that people really are paying close. I don't think that the average traveler, people who do not travel with great regularity, um, understand or know what's coming next, right? Like they know what their boarding yeah. thing is, well, cause but they don't no know when it's coming reason. up. Exactly. So they don't know when they're coming up. So yeah. they just go, I better get up and wait to get in line. And so they'll stand up and they'll just sort of hover nearby so that when they're called, they can be the first one in line when they're called. But they don't know if they're next also, or if they're three from now. Do you know if you're in Comfort Plus boarding? Well, maybe you were upgraded and previously you weren't, but now you are. Or because you have a Delta American Express Sky Miles account, are you a diamond or a platinum or a gold? Or do you not have a status? Do you just have the card? And that entitles you to mm-hmm. boarding a little bit earlier, but not as early as a bunch of other people. Like, that is the the confusing thing. And this does not seem to take away any mm-hmm. of that. In fact, there is a chart, which I can't show you because we're on the radio. But it takes, again, what was six selections, turns it into now eight selections. And again, there is a chart that has arrows and colors and numbers such that it explains how this very... This less complicated system has become more complicated Mm -mm. in an effort to make it more less, less complicated. complicated. No. And I will tell you that at the end of the day, when you have more categories, it makes people wonder even more when they're supposed to board, which means they're going to show up to the gate earlier Mm -hmm. because they're not going to know when they're supposed to board. Mm hmm. Like the frequent flyers will know exactly what's going on, right? Yeah, because they do it often enough that they could do it, you know, blindfolded and backwards yeah. in their sleep. But, uh, but people who, who like the average, like I literally fly probably once a year, if that. I've gone years without flying. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It changes all the time. Well, I will tell you as somebody who does travel um, regularly, or at least, uh, you know, and not like a frequent flyer, but I mean, I travel a handful of times mm-hmm. a year. And I'm always confused. Wait a minute. Is this a sky? Am I a sky priority person? Am I a zone one? But I upgraded because I always like to pay extra to get the leg room on the the mm-hmm. exit. Uh, what do you call exit it? Rows. Exit rows. 
does that mean that I get to do with the thing and the thing? And then, but what if Jamie, he doesn't have the thing with the thing. Mm -hmm. And then, and the last time we were waiting, uh, when we were coming home from my mother for, to see my mother for Thanksgiving, we were coming back. Everybody bum rushed the gate and there were two gates in that area, Mm -hmm. both with intercoms. And people couldn't tell who was talking, oh. and they were loading different gates at different zones, so everybody was hearing the wrong zone. And uh. then they started, you know, yelling at the passengers, "Sit down! Your gate hasn't been called. Make sure you're not." But people couldn't tell which gate they were yelling oh, that at. That feels very stressful to me. I'm like this. No, you guys, no. I love you guys. Delta's my favorite airline, but you got to figure this stuff out. And I, I don't do. Do you feel like they did? No, 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 I feel like they made it more complicated. No. And now this lady's going to come up to me like I know anything, and I don't. And she's going to say, uh, "Do you know who's boarding?" No, lady, it's a purple two. Okay, first of all, purple two. Who's the lady that you're? T- There's always a lady who comes up to you like, "Are they boarding uh, zone one yet?" I don't know. And then I always wonder, are those the people, because I always do, do you do this thing where you see people boarding and you're like, that person is not mm-hmm. in Sky Priority. Always. Nice try. Always. And they're just going to run through. And then mm-hmm. I've tried to do that once in a while. I you never know, do See that. if it works. Like, And then you go, oh, I don't, I didn't know. I No, I never do that because I'm a rule follower. But yes, I do try to figure out who's trying to break the rules. And then I wonder sometimes if they just let you go anyway, because they're like, I don't want to deal with calling you out because, you know, whatever. I can't wait for teleporting. Thank you, okay. Holly. Thank wow. you. That's, I mean, I would just like, you know, maybe you. like, here's the front of the line. Whoever gets there first gets on first. I feel like that's what we used to do, like in the 80s. Honestly, don't you? I feel like that it was just like, okay, rows one through four. <laughs> on it, I'm not even joking. Yeah. I feel like that's how we used to yeah. get on. And, and there are the different flight. theories about like, there are legitimate actual theories about the easiest way to board a plane. The problem is, I would suspect, and there are people whose job it is to create these things, so we probably know nothing compared to the, you know... People beyond, whose jobs it is to do this? But to do this, but I, I don't feel like I've ever seen a boarding process that was actually efficient, no. period. Well, part of it is because even though we are all adults, or not all of us, but the majority of people getting on an airplane are adults, the second we are getting on an airplane, we turn into... It's like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like I, I don't. Why, and I here's also what's don't understand hilarious. why. Because it, you're getting on. Yeah. The plane doesn't leave until it, you're you leave. on it. Don't worry about it. We'll all although, get on. Although Chill. I have one thing that I say to that. What? Overhead bin space. The reason people mm-hmm. bum rush the gate is because they want overhead bin space mm-hmm. because we have uh, monetized mm-hmm. carry-ons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we don't have any more time to talk about. This, I know. But- I'm just saying, Delta. Seriously, you guys, you're trying to make it easier. I get it. I appreciate it. You do have the best ginger ale in the in the flying business, but and those cookies, man, and the fact that do you I think know it's just you can, Schweppes, Bradley? Do you know that you can ask for two snacks? Yeah, you can get pretzels and a biscotti. It's not even the pretzels anymore. You know what it is? Oh, it's the fun mix. Yeah, it's yeah. the snack mix. It's mm-hmm. got little mini Doritos. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, can, and I like so to I get separate that with them. The cookie. Do you oh. separate them or do you eat them all at once? I like to separate them. Separate them. No, I like to like you know, you don't do that. Start savory and then end sweet. No, a couple I, hours I later. open the thing and go. Pour mm-hmm. it in my mouth. It's I was done. doing a food hack like Holly does. I like to separate them, and then I do the Doritos, mm-hmm. and then I do the pretzel. You don't yeah, do it on the, do the on the 
thing, though, right? You put Heck a napkin no. down? Yes, I put a napkin also, down. Jamie, I am, no, I li- no. <laughs> Jamie has taken to bringing Ish. wipes because he read an article no. on the internet that mm. that tray is really dirty. No, you should always travel with your own sanitizer. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, <laughs> I feel the same way about... <laughs> No, forget it. Uh, we we got to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio because he's got bring some... Bring the sanitary wipes. Exactly. He's got some issues. We'll be back after this on My Talk 107. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has an issue or two. We got to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, Bradley, what's going on with Leo? I don't know, but he's got sticky fingers. And we talked a little bit about Maybe this. Maybe he does need those sanitizing wipes. <laughs> Which we were talking about in the last segment, yeah, in case you're wondering why we are talking about sanitizing wipes <laughs> with Leo DiCaprio. Anyway, last week on Friday, we talked about this story that he was interested in buying a dinosaur skeleton. And I was like, rude. First of all, I want a dinosaur skeleton. Uh, update on that account, by the way. Mm-hmm. There is a place on Lindale in like 30 something uh, in, in, uh, in Uptown uh-huh. that sells fossils and things. What? Isn't that interesting? A listener sent that in. Anyway, he was trying to buy a multi-million dollar dinosaur skeleton. And I was like, that? I don't feel like that's a good idea. Like, uh, unless he's going to give it to a museum. Then, okay, there was this story, which I know we've talked about in the past, that has to do with him buying um, an Oscar and then he's got to give it back. Right. And so then there was a new story about that. The story behind why he returned that Oscar uh, that gifted Oscar last year. So this all has to do with like a Malaysian guy who had a lot of money and gave him this gift because the gift uh, was an Oscar that was bought for like $600,000 at auction. I mean, basically, um, Leo DiCaprio is trying to like hoard valuable items. Some of like which he are doesn't stolen. already have his own valuable items. I know, right? Well, he's got his own Oscar, but this was 1954 uh, Marlon Brando's Oscar for On the Waterfront. So this Malaysian um, billionaire <sighs> bought this at auction and then gave it to him. But then the feds were like, you got to give this over. He also had to return um, a painting by Pablo Picasso. What? Yeah. That was another gift from this guy. Now, who was this guy's name? Malaysian uh, finance financier Joe Lowe, who originally bought the Oscar for six hundred thousand, as I said, and then gave him that uh, Pablo Picasso painting as well. Now, in addition, here's a new thing that I read about this dinosaur bones story. So apparently, you know, we talked about last week two point five million dollar piece on display in Miami at the Art Miami. Art Basel thing. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred and fifty million year old skeleton of an Allosaurus mother. Okay, and baby okay. from Wyoming. Okay, so he was interested in buying a full skeleton. Okay, apparently this is not the first time that he's tried to buy um, a dino skeleton. Dino skeleton. In fact, didn't you bring this up last week, Holly? Oh, she's. Yes, dino skeleton, dino skeleton. What about dino skeleton? This is not Do the first rem- time he tried to. Oh, yes. Well, there was a story. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. From uh, about four or five years ago where Leonardo DiCaprio got into a bidding war with Nicolas Cage over dinosaur bones that were sourced from Mongolia. Now, those dinosaur bones eventually had to go back to Mongolia because they were mm, unethically sourced. So to speak, stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and it was it was actually 2007, a 67 million year old skull of a Tyrannosaurus batar, oh whatever gosh. that is, which is a close relative of the T Rex. Unfortunately, as Holly said, it was stolen from the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. Cage, who apparently was unaware of its provenance, agreed to return it. So this is like there's a theme here, and it's like. Leo DiCaprio is slowly becoming this sort of like Bond villain where he's just kind of getting a little puffy and amassing questionable items of mysterious provenance. Like he's got like I just imagine that Leo is sitting above his like, you know, shark lair, Mm -hmm. you know, petting a taxidermied Neanderthal child. (laughs) I'm just like saying. Link from Land of the Lost. <laughs> yes, like, like he's just got these like bizarre <laughs> treasures in a catacomb somewhere that he just likes to hoard. You know, hoard. And he probably has a whole bunch of things that we don't even know about. Can I also ask a question? Not that you have an answer to this. Yeah. But I'm also suspicious about this Joe Lowe character, this uh, Malaysian financier who just gave him these precious gifts oh yeah there's a lot of nonsense going on right yeah Yeah. because he's he bought a bunch of stuff and i think the implication is that perhaps there was some money laundering happening you think um this all goes back because leonardo dicaprio was working for with these people they helped finance the wolf of wall street back in the day and they got themselves into a bunch of trouble and these were gifts that they gave leonardo dicaprio Mm -hmm. interesting gifts yeah okay i'm just saying hmm Hmm. I'll never let go, Jack. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got more celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them. That name is D Bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to highlight them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at My Talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have a name hey, for girl. these celebrities. We call them D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your doobie I almost feel bad uh, because there was just an announcement made this morning that Kathy Lee would be leaving the uh, Today Show, but I'm going to be naming Kathy Lee and Hoda Kotb. My D bags. Oh my god! Sorry. Everybody's Ooh. celebrating them today, and you call them D bags? Yeah. Wow. Here's why. Okay, here's why. Because, um, so uh, Ellen Pompeo, who plays Meredith Gray on Grey's Anatomy, was a guest on the Red Table Talk Diaries, which is the Facebook watch thing that um, Jada Pinkett Smith does. Yeah. Okay. 
she was a guest on that. Mm-hmm. And they had a very deep conversation about the fact that Ellen Pompeo is the mother to three biracial children. And they had a, a very deep discussion about race and what it is like to be a parent to uh, to children who have a different race than you and kind of how vulnerable Ellen Pompeo is because she's made mistakes in her parenting and how she's always willing to learn and be open. And they have this kind of really great discussion that was was worth listening to a, a perspective that was important. But in the midst of that discussion, a conversation opened up about Grey's Anatomy and specifically about Patrick Dempsey. And in a passing conversation, she said, you know, I just haven't talked to Patrick Dempsey since he left the show. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I haven't reached out to him yet. He's kind of still trying to find out who he is without the show. And, you know, but I will always have a place in my heart for him. It's very diplomatic. Yes. Well, of course, that is the thing that Kathy Lee and Hoda Kotb hooked on to. And so they posted on their Twitter page and then linked also an article that was written for the Today Show about Ellen Pompeo says she hasn't spoken yet to uh, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, and it starts, hey, Ellen Pompeo, it's the holiday season. Maybe it's time to reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a long time. And it goes on about this passing comment she made about Patrick Dempsey and not having spoken to him. So Ellen Pompeo, delicious clapback, said, hey, Here's a suggestion. Maybe all of you over there lay off the booze and pay attention oh. to the real conversation that took place. Whoa. Ooh, clap back. I just thought that was sort of delightful. I kind of feel like celebrities could do that to us on occasion. Probably. I mean, I'm only suggesting that because perhaps Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, it's only a matter of time before they clap back at us. I mean, they're not even noticing us. But feel free to clap back. I mean, I am for it. I would really love for them to clap back. If they clap anywhere near us. We should really do this thing on social media where we try to get somebody connected to that story to clap back at us. But anyway, that's a separate topic. Yes, uh, D-bags all around. Although, Mm -hmm. be careful calling them D-bags today. This is true. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying because everybody's like, oh, and I think it's weird, but, you know. Yeah. I don't want you to get harmed in the parking lot. Thank you. Oh, yeah, we care about your tires. Mm-hmm. Are you okay over there? What's going on? I don't. My headphones came out of the jack, so I couldn't hear Holly. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I wasn't just ignoring you. I don't want your tires to get slashed. Thank you. You're Neither welcome. do I. Wow. Um. I'll, also, I did mean to ask you if you had had a chance to listen to Ellen Pompeo talk to what's her not so to uh, Jada Pinkett Smith yeah. on the Red Table Talk Diaries. No, not yet. So, I will just because I know you're a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. I am. And I thought you'd be all over this, but, you know. Okay, if I'm being, like, perfectly, like, real talk, real real life, I love the show. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the people. Like, I know that <laughs> sounds terrible. I know, but I am, I am a fan of the show. I love the show. I, I'm, I separate, like, the actors from the show in a kind of an unhealthy way. Okay. Meaning in to me, very similar to how I think of Little House on the Prairie as like an not a TV show but a, like a glimpse into reality. Okay. That's how I feel about Grey's oh, Anatomy. Okay. I don't think of the actors on that so show Ellen as actors. So Pompeo doesn't have a soul. She's Meredith Grey to me. Okay. 
All right. Well, um, I, I don't know. I thought Sorry. that you'd be interested. And I was curious what you thought. But anyway, um, Thank okay. You. My D bang for today is Matt Lauer and this dumb story and oh. in touch. Um, and it's mostly the story and in touch. I'm very excited to share with you because I, it's it's a uh, it's an audiovisual experience. So I apologize for those of you who can't see, but I will have Colleen do the best uh, interpretive uh, interpretative okay. uh, experience. So here's the story: Matt Lauer spotted in the Hamptons, and he looked like absolute hell. Ooh. Exclusive. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So. That gets me interested because mm-hmm. I want to see what Matt Lauer looks like. Yeah, okay. What does hell look well, like? Well, let me give you some words first, and then I'm going to ask you to describe <clears throat> some photos. Okay? okay. All right. Yikes. Disgraced former Today Show host Matt Lauer has had a pretty rough year after his sexual harassment scandal. I mean, there's a lot wrong with just that first statement. Yeah, but right. Not only did he lose his job, but he's also in the process of losing his wife. And he was officially kicked out of their marital home just two months ago. Okay, so he's doing he's he's having a rough go, right? That poor guy. Now the sixty year old was spotted hanging out solo in the Hamptons over the weekend, and eyewitnesses exclusively revealed to In Touch it seems like all the stress in his life is finally catching up to him because he's looking worse for wear. Okay. Okay. So Matt Lauer millionaire mm-hmm. in the Hamptons mm-hmm. looks like trash. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sign me up. Um, and then you get a little bit of this like uh, layout of like his day on December 8th, around six 30, Matt was dining alone at the end of the bar at Tuto Il Giorno in Sag Harbor. He looked like absolute hell. He was rail thin, white as a sheet, lost all of his hair. He looked very sick and run down. Okay. Now, Mm-hmm. This is when I would like you to open the story, okay. please. Mm-hmm. And tell me what you see in front of you. And feel free to scroll. Okay, well, first. And just, you know. The first thing that I'm greeted with is a smiling Matt Lauer, who appears to be driving a very large and likely quite fancy uh, boat or watercraft of some sort. Yep, it's a yacht. Yeah, he does not look to be. He has a private be, yacht that he is driving. Yep, doesn't look. Like he's suffering at all, now, actually. Scroll down to the fifth oh, wow. photograph. Wow. He does not Five look of six. for where. Five of six. Okay. Do you see there where it says drinks for one? Yeah. Okay. Now, look at the picture of his boat. Mm-hmm. Please look at the rear end of the boat. Yeah. What is the name on that boat? Resilient. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, tell me what uh, Matt Lauer looks like physically in this photo. Well, I, Not in this photo, oh, but in, like, in the series uh, of photos. He looks fine. I mean, like Matt Lauer. He looks like Matt Lauer yeah. in a hat, sunglasses, yeah. and a nice uh, a long sleeve polo shirt. And um, he's, he's driving his yacht around mm-hmm. the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Does he look like hell? No. Sporty. No. Also, um, I'd like to add the following mm-hmm. to the story. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to scroll to the top of the story mm-hmm. and please read me. The publishing date of the story. Up <laughs> at the top. It was published yesterday, yes. Yes, December yesterday. 10th. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. what kind of uh, seasonal background are you noticing in these photographs? Oh, it's like straight well, up summer yeah, in the Hamptons. No, yeah, that's definitely not recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one of two things either he does look like death mm-hmm. in the Hamptons eating at a fancy restaurant mm-hmm. in the Hamptons mm-hmm. or um, they just were too lazy to find current <laughs> photos. 
Um, either way, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. And I would just like to remind you, he's driving a boat that says resilient, mm-hmm. which is basically like a big fat middle finger it is. to everybody. Yeah, it is. He's going to be just fine. Oh, that man. That Matt Lauer is. Oh, yeah, so many layers of D-bag in this story. And also the writing. I just love that he's had a pretty rough year after his sexual harassment scandal. What a bizarre frame. Mm-hmm. How about like the man accused of serially a sexual... Th- that word, that phrasing has driven me nuts for the mm-hmm. last two years. Serial sexual, sexual assaulter. A man who has serially sexually assaulted, assaulted women for a long time um, is driving a boat and doesn't seem bothered mm-hmm. by the world. Mm-mm. That's what the story mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. Yeah. We'll show you how to do your job, journalists. I mean, journalists? I mean, us weekly Emma Hernandez, if indeed. That is your real that name. That is your name. Thank you. Oh, it's In Touch Weekly. My apologies. Wrong publication. I called it Us Weekly. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh my gosh, we've had some clarification on what happened to Mel B during the uh, accident, the mysterious accident that occurred causing her to break her ribs and sever her hand. I'm going to illuminate that based on what little we know after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107. Well, yesterday we learned that Mel B had had an accident and we didn't know much more about it. Only that she had broken two ribs and severed her hand. And we had a lot of questions about it. Well, now we have some answers. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And when I say we have answers, I, I'm still not really sure that we do. And in fact, I definitely have my tinfoil hat on securely. Oh, look at you. Well, I do because here's why. So yesterday, what was kind of our biggest question mark? Mm-hmm. What the heck happened and why isn't she just saying what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she still hasn't confirmed what happened. Everything we know, we know through... A friend of hers. Okay. So that doesn't really tell us anything more. She's the, you know, she confirmed that she had had an accident, um, but she hasn't confirmed that this was the accident. So this is according to her friend, Gary Mattitian. Um They, this friend, uh, through a source, confirmed to Entertainment Tonight that she was at this friend's home in London. And that she was on a staircase, kind of like what Holly had reported yesterday. She was yeah. trying to go down the this narrow staircase and lost her footing and ended up falling down the stairs uh, and breaking those two ribs and cutting her hand on a broken picture frame. Okay. And that is what ended up resulting in those injuries. Now she ended up going to the hospital when she arrived at the hospital. Part of their protocol is to give them a drug test. The son was able to, the son being the publication, the son, not like a person or the, not the star orb in the sky <laughs> or um, her son or her son. Yeah. Doesn't exist, the right. son uh, was able to um, get a hold of those drug tests and they all came back clean. And the reason why that's important, right. Is because people were suspicious that maybe this was drug related. Well, all of, 
all of those tests came back completely clean. And this is apparently the 15th drug and alcohol test that she has taken and cleared since her split from her uh, ex-husband, Stephen Belafonte. And that is a concern of hers. She doesn't want him especially mischaracterizing her and her, you know, drug use. Um, In any case, this is why I'm still like, why the heck are, you know what? There's something's fishy here, right? Because well, again, okay, she I don't hasn't know because said anything here, about this. So let me just play devil's okay, advocate. I fell down the stairs myself, and mm-hmm. had we had like a, a instead of grabbing the railing, if I'd grabbed a photo, you know, a picture that mm-hmm. was hanging on the wall, and it crashed down, I could have cut myself, and mm-hmm. luckily I was fine. But I mean, so accidents happen. Sure. What's the thing that makes you go? Hmm. Because Bradley, if you would have gone to the hospital, you would have been like. OMG, the like the craziest, weirdest thing happened. I had this accident. I fell down the steps and yeah. and this happened. And I had to go to the hospital because I, you know, broke some ribs and I cut my hand. It, like there there would be nothing to hide. But there was it feels very much like there's some, more to this. It's again, maybe it's because maybe I blame Carrie Underwood because it feels like they're hiding something, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like there's like more to the story? The other thing is this, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but she posts this picture of the other of three of the Spice Girls visiting her in the hospital, and I'm like, okay, you guys are my coworkers. You guys are my Spice Girls. Oh, just go with me. Okay, you're my Spice Girls. Yay. I'm in the hospital because I fell down the stairs. Yep. Do you guys come to visit me in the hospital? Well, of course we do. Lies. You do not. If, if I'm you in the, were in the hospital. No. If it, I was in the hospital for some long-term illness. Yeah, for sure we'd be there. Then you would. Yeah. But if I'm in the hospital because I fell down the stairs and they're repairing my injuries. Well, no. I mean, we you'd be home already. You'd send so you're me, saying it was like a publicity stunt. I just stunt. think there's something fishy oh, about that. Maybe Holly, she didn't actually fall. You Would you come visit me? Well, yeah, I mean, if you were there for a long time, but if you just fell, I'd maybe text you a funny yeah, gift. Yeah, like, ha ha, get better. Yeah. Yeah. How's that hand? I just, mm-hmm. there's something fishy. Okay. Well, I, you know, look, I am one to believe in celebrity-based, um, whatchamacallits, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. Yeah. Like the regular conspiracy theories, that's dumb. Uh, mm-hmm. But the celebrity one, sure, because that's the place that we play. And uh, so, you know, I want to honor that in this. But I feel like there needs to be like, we need like, why, what is it? What does she get out of falling and breaking her ribs and severing her hand? I don't, I don't know. Or are you suggesting that she is like a hot mess with drugs and alcohol I don't know. And she's trying to make it look the opposite. I don't know what I'm suggesting. I only know that this is all very fishy. Holly? Yeah. Well, I want to give you a little evidence. A little. uh, Put on our tinfoil hats a little more because I want you to listen to the following blind item. Okay. Tell me what you think. All right. This one published yesterday afternoon over on our favorite blind item website, crazydaysandnights.net. Here we go. What happens when you party with drugs and booze until you are practically unconscious during a sex party and wake up in an unknown place? Well, if you are this foreign-born singer-slash-reality star, you end up nearly dead and in need of a dramatic reconstructive surgery. Oh. 
fascinating. But then why would you bring all these people in? Maybe hiding in plain sight, if you will. Like, hey, guys, I really had this rough sex party the other night with drugs and alcohol. Will you come take photos with me? Right. Well, maybe to keep up appearances because Uh they're going on a tour and they all need a little bit of money. So they want to show solidarity and girl power. Or maybe they were all there or. Well, now that would be interesting. Maybe they all killed a bunch of people. Okay. And are trying to cover up their death tracks. Oh, maybe they're all lizard Mm. people (laughs) and they're worried that Mel B. Yeah, well. Would let them reveal their their lizard peopleness. Okay, I will but- say that we have talked about blind items regarding her before, and really, you know, they're not good ones. Let's put it that way. Okay, so then here's my only other question. Then, if indeed she did have to have a drug test when she, as pr- part of protocol, when she arrived at the hospital, how did it come up clean? But do we know that for sure? Is well, that coming from the, is that coming from the hospital yeah, or is again, this coming we're from the this friend? All from Daily Mail. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, so, I'm looking at the Sun's report. Well, I'm looking at the Sun's report, and it, it, it they appear to have the, the what they call the drugs and booze test. Mel B is clean, uh, and it shows. I mean, yeah, but who knows how authentic that is? So that could have been like paid and like leaked okay conspiracy theories I mean, yeah, look i'm here for conspiracy theories okay. any day of the week i just need some more uh i need to hear like the good story behind like what is causing her to do this are do you do you like do you subscribe at all to the crazy sex party do I theory. subscribe theory. to the crazy the, sex party? I, no, actually. You no, know, you just subscribe to Reader's Digest. 20s, but mm. not anymore. I mean, the, the I t- blind I mean, item. hard enough. The blind item. Yeah? I mean, it's possible. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley's been watching uh, the Graham Norton show. And Graham Norton does something very well that we do not do here in the United States. Bradley will tell us what that is after this on My Talk 1071. We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids, relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.